Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and as ever, our resident TV critics Stephen Ross and Benjamin Jackson are here. We all survived the Christmas and New Year celebrations just about. Happy New Year to our listeners and our viewers. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Remember, if you want to see our faces, you can head over to Freeview Channel 276 Shots, which is brought to you by a network of journalists across the country who are transforming stories at the heart of your community into great TV. You'll find true crime stories, football news and analysis, plus coverage of TV and lifestyle, film and much more. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Stephen tells us about the very new series of Waterloo Road just landed. Finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. And this week it was definitely aired because it was pre-streaming. It is, in fact, Cheers, the original spawner of spin-offs, I think. But first, we like to talk about what everyone has been watching recently, and it's been a bumper season for it, hasn't it? Stephen, we'll start with you. How was your Christmas slash New Year slash holiday viewing? Tell us what was worth watching. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I didn't watch a lot of new stuff. I mm. Normally, when sort of Christmas rolls around, I like to watch a few like classic Christmas movies that I've not seen before. Embrace the remote control and like just... Yeah. Put a stick on the TV guide and you're like, oh, or just the flicker and be like, what's on? And you just land on something. You're not, you don't really plan your viewing mm. as much, do you? Well, this time around, I saw the original Miracle on 34th oh, Street, yeah. 34th Street, isn't it? Yeah, it is Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's where Macy's is. That's I the think. other, that's the, that's the other movie. You know, <laughs> but yeah, no that that was that was really good. They they put like um, Santa on trial because he has to prove that he's Santa Claus, yeah. um, and a girl, young girl, believes in him, and he sort of it looked it felt like a brand deal with um, Macy's, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> it was just like a, a film that happened to be based around the store. But yeah. that was really nice and quite heartfelt, etc. And then I wanted something a bit different, so I watched Violent Night. Oh yes. I can't remember the guy's name, but oh, David um, Harbour. He just there you go. Thank you. I was going to say Dan Harbour. <laughs> I knew that. David Harbour um, beats the ever living shit out of a load of um, <laughs> mercenaries who who come to rob a rich family right. over the, the Christmas period. He he's the real Santa. He's the real deal. Like he he would pass the, the court case in Miracle on Thirty Four. Okay, he'd probably kill the, the judge. <laughs> okay. Um, so He's got a bag violent centre, right? Okay. Really fun, really gratuitous violence, fairly mindless. Um, perfect genre film, I guess. Uh, um, and then where was that on? Outside. Where did you watch that? That oh god, where is it? Although on? I guess people um, are probably over Christmas films now, but yeah. Uh, now TV, yeah. and I only know that Stephen okay. because I'm going to give it a shout because I'm a bit of David Harbour fan myself. And I want Are you to hanging see... on to Christmas yeah. a bit, Benji? You hanging uh, on to Christmas for another few days? No, no, no. The Christmas tree, as you can see, is still up, so it's still fair yeah. game, Kelly, to uh, watch a Christmas. Movie. I agree. Still I fair agree. game. I'll be hanging on to Christmas until the sixth of January. It's it's tradition. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping okay, that cool. I'm that movie with David Harbour is a lot better than when he was Hellboy because that really didn't work in the box office for him, did it? So mm-hmm. no. cool. Anything else, Stephen? You were going to say something else there. 
I started watching Ghosts following, I, I spoke oh, about... Oh, yeah, it finished, didn't it? The other week. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I didn't watch the Christmas special finale yeah. because I've not seen any of Ghosts. So we started watching, me and my partner started watching season one. Yeah. Off the back of really enjoying Yonderland. Yes. Uh, we think it's not quite... We really loved Yonderland. Yeah. And we both really love Ghost. I think Ghost is a slow burn Yonderland. though. I think it's a slow burn. I think it yeah. was on for quite a while before it got that sort of cult following. Yeah. Um, we're enjoying it and we're excited to sort of get get into further into it and there's a lot of yeah. episodes to enjoy which is good. It's funny because I've seen so many like like memes and like little interviews and stuff online like it was such a dramatic thing the this finishing up ghost because it's got such a big following mm. you know um when I don't know if it was ever fully mainstream at any point but yeah I think maybe in the last year or two it's been pretty widely talked about yeah oh that's cool okay enjoy that uh that'll keep you going for a little while it's quite a few series of it isn't there yeah all of it is on iplayer as well cool 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 okay great what about you benji what has been keeping your little well, I mean, peepers I busy I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't talk about Call the Midwife Christmas special last year and not watch it. I caught uh, a little bit of it. Oh, I didn't I, see all I, of it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. That heartwarming uh, storyline regarding uh, Mr. Sharma, who was the oh, former yeah. Indian soldier that was yeah. basically Discharged. let go of the army at the time uh, for post-traumatic yeah. stress disorder. But at that point in time, mm. they called it cowardice. So, I mean, it was a nice... Yes heartwarming kind of end to that storyline. It uh, was nice. The it first IVF nice. treatment mm -hmm. storyline as well, which involved mm. uh, the experimental mother, shall we say, who got the first set of mm. IVF treatment, uh, then also having to deal with the pitfalls of the other pregnant woman that she shared a ward with, who had a uh, child with a Trinidadian person who's run out, so she had to deal with the racist commentary of the mother, of the other person. And it was really good. But let's be honest, everyone was talking about Saltburn over Christmas, weren't they? And mm, it'd be rude if we mm. didn't talk about that movie in particular. Uh, from social media, because I haven't seen it, the things I know are there's some sort of a really dodgy, incesty type scene, I think, in a to do with a bath. <laughs> and... Sophia Ellis Bexter's Murder on the Dance Floor is having a huge revival as a result of it. And that Barry Keown is really, really good in it. They're the three things that I know oh, about I it. I mean, <laughs> but Barry, Barry Keown is just absolutely brilliant in it. But it, it's mm. uh, the problem I found with Saltburn was that I saw the trailers and I immediately thought this is going to be a tale about... Uh, the lower classes and having a deal being a fish in Climbing. water. Yeah, you know, kind of yeah. like what Parasite was. Um, you mm. know, South Korea did a whole social thing really well. When I watched it with my wife, and thankfully I was one of those people that did not watch it with their family over Christmas. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was anything, anything but. It, it, I honestly felt like it was millennial, the talented Mr. Ripley. It, want to put a little okay. uh, catchphrase on it or something like that. Um, I honestly think it's yeah. more of a horror movie than it is a, a comedy. And yeah, it's polarizing because those shocking moments that are doing the rounds on social media, there's complaints that the movie was a little bit too long. So could those shocking bits yeah. be kind of like amended a little bit less in order for the runtime or 
I mean, they're artistically yeah. shot. Do not get me wrong, but they're also yeah, yeah, pretty transparent. But, but I don't you wanna... know, it's those moments. It's those moments people are talking about, isn't it? You know, so it's that's not a trick for them, like. Yeah, and I think the concern there, Kelly, is that if people are just talking about those bits in particular, is Emerald Fennel's new movie good, or is it just a a, a means mm. of courting controversy with just how far they push the envelope? I mean, there's a school of thought which is you could commend them for some of the sexual activities that they have presented in a mainstream flick now. Or you could mm. just say that perhaps just for the sakes of court and controversy, they included those scenes. I mean, they were wonderfully shot, as weird as that may sound, but they did go on a yeah. little bit. So I understand how polarizing yeah. it is, but I'm a bit of a theater geek, so I, I enjoyed it yeah. for its kind of Donmar Warehouse yeah. style. But yeah, definitely not a family view. Definitely not. I have seen criticism of Emerald Fennel saying that, you know, people thought she was kind of better than this, that she did sink a little bit with some of that stuff. Um, so that's interesting. Wh- where did you watch it? Was it in the cinema? Or? Uh, no, it's uh, because it was a combined production, if I remember correctly, between MGM and Amazon Prime Studios. And they put it up for streaming with a Prime video membership just before Christmas. So let's be honest, uh-huh. Christmas television wasn't exactly banging in terms of terrestrial coverage this year. So I mm. no doubt everyone probably heard Emerald Fennel, oh, she's good, maybe we should give that a watch. It looks like it could be Knives Out, and instead it just turned out to be... Yeah. Yeah, this very transgressive piece with Barry Cogan doing things. I hope that he got paid an awful lot to do in the film. But he's going to get a BAFTA nomination. He kind of has to. Yeah, okay, cool. I might try and see that in the next couple of weeks to make my own mind up about the controversial bits. I was very piecemeal in my viewing over the Christmas New Year period. Period. I was saying to Stephen before we came on air, I watched a lot of like old films, Fiddler on the Roof, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh. Um, Love Actually. Yeah. What, it was what did you think of Fiddler on the Roof? Because I've been mean, I've got oh that on Oh my God, DVD. it's so timely. It oh, you should watch it. It's I'd forgotten so much of it and it's so timely. The stuff. It's just also so long. It's really long. But, you know, I'd forgotten how sort of miserable it ends up as well, you know. But it's all, it's the Jewish people being excised from Ukraine <laughs> at the end. Mm. And there's a, a war sort of ha- happening, a civil war. And, oh, my God, it's very, it's, it's, it's. Not a happy ending. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but I give it a watch this weekend. But it is a fantastic film all the same. Like and and the performances are great and the music's great and it's just it's kind of funny watching the American actors playing the parts and things like that and the American accents mm. and but it's still great. It's brilliant. Love it. Love the energy. And Top All died last year, so it's kind of mm. timely to watch it as well. But um, anyway, so yeah, and I watched. I actually accidentally watched. The Heist Before Christmas, Stephen. And I think I enjoyed it more than no. you did as well. God, it was pants. Um, but I thought it was... But my expectations were really low because of what you said. So I was like, mm. oh, this might... And then I expected it to be a really, really sad ending. And it wasn't that sad. So I was kind of like, result. <laughs> so that was good. And then, yeah, I've just been 
back to normal only the last couple of days. So I'm nearly finished that n- nearly normal family, which I, I seem to have been watching for months, um, which is on Netflix, but I have enjoyed it. And The Met, which is the documentary sort of flying the wall about the Metropolitan Police, which I've really enjoyed as well. Um, it's their kind of, I don't, I would like to say it's their charm offensive, but it's absolutely not. You know, they're trying to get across sort of the challenges they face in The Met and it doesn't really sugarcoat some of the things they deal with. Like there's been episodes where they've been like, openly being criticised by members of the public on the side of the street. And they could have chosen to edit that out, you know, and they kept it in. So I think it's interesting and quite a realistic uh, representation of what they actually have to deal with. And it's obviously been being made over the space of years because we kind of see what happens with certain people and whether they can get convicted or not. So definitely worth watching. Um, The soaps, I could bore you with the soaps, but I won't. Needless to say, I don't think there was anything very particularly exciting. Okay, right. Well, that's what we've been watching. Time for the deep dive. Stephen, this week you're taking on something that may not be right up your street, but I'd be interested to hear what you think about it anyway. Waterloo Road. Yes. Returning for Series 13, is that right? Series 13, yeah. It was it ran originally from 2006 to 2015, and then was off air until 2013. Two seasons came out in 2013, so this is the third series since its revival. Um, I used to love it when it was on back in the day when I was at school. It was like, when it used to run for like 20 episode seasons, it was really meaty. So it's based in a school, isn't it? Yeah. School based drama. (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of like a soap. Obviously, it's longer, longer form and weekly episodes now, and you get eight episodes a season instead of, you know, hundreds of episodes. It's kind of comparable probably to like casualty. It's like that kind of. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, And. So I've been away from Watley Road for a few years. I don't know if I saw the 2015 season, but I definitely haven't seen anything since until Series 13. So I sort of was dropped in. But again, like a soap, you can start wherever and you pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that uh, Neil Fitzmaurice, who plays Jeff in Peep Show, is the Mm. new comic relief teacher character, the unlucky Mm. in love, a bit hapless kind of guy he's great comic relief what age is he now like he's still playing a supply teacher i don't know he's well no he's he looks like he's full-time history teacher now oh um, oh oh he's, he's moving up in the world <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah he's playing more of a mark corrigan role now in in mm. in this but the new season i mean as every season of, of what the road does is tackling the issues that are sort of a or at least the producers think are affecting kids at schools and te- teachers mm. at schools these days. So you have like... Yeah. Vaping. <laughs> not seen any vaping yet, actually. Mobile phones. <laughs> I don't think the BBC is allowed to show vaping, I imagine, but we've got okay. bullying, child poverty, mobile phones come into it with them. Um, um, Neil Fitzmaurice's character, Neil Guthrie, the teacher, he's sort of catfished by the students who are pretending to be a different teacher that fancies him. That's quite oh, funny. Oh, no. We have the whole idea of um, Waterloo Road maybe joining an Academy Trust, but do we trust Academy Trust? We don't know if we do. Um, okay. The people with the money. Some of it's a bit cringy. Like, the way that the bullying happens is a bit Americanized and a bit sidestepped from reality in the things that okay. people would pick on other people for. Mm. Like this guy who used to be a, a basketball player, but he had a heart attack in the previous season, so now he can't play basketball. And they keep bullying him because he used to be a 
big name on campus and now now he doesn't play basketball anymore and it's no one would do that you know but mm. then parts of it are like really really hyper realistic i feel it, it genuinely really pulled me in like i'm gonna finish the season um i've really? seen the first, the first half so i've watched the first four episodes um mm. and i am i i have to finish it now i, I really remembered what i liked about it it's um you're committed to just great great petty drama and there's mm-hmm. some of the kids in it are such shits and you just, <laughs> you just have to watch it you're like you want them to get their thing. comeuppance you're just hoping yeah. someone's gonna um gonna gonna deck them and in, to be fair <laughs> that some of them are starting to get their comeuppance but i, I hate I to break this to you Stephen. But that's why we watch the soaps. It's yeah, the exact I know, same thing. I know. Ah. This I feel is slightly higher brow. You know, it's an hour long production. It's um, but, <laughs> that's so funny because things like um, I'm thinking of like doctors, you know, yeah. and I've watched that on occasions, which is I think comparable to Waterloo Road as well. Maybe yeah, not maybe quite. This is the, the same production to, values to doctors and neighbors. But doctors, I always thought was terrible. Terrible. Like I always thought that the soaps were much more meaty. Than doctors, I don't think you doctors know? ever won a soap of the year, did it at the uh, soap awards? I don't but, um, think so. Yeah, one of the one of the things to look out for in season thirteen is Hattie Dynavore. I think that's how you pronounce her name, who plays Libby Guthrie, the daughter of Neil Fitzmaurice's character. Now, in real life, Hattie is the daughter of Sally Dynavore. So, speaking of soaps, Sally played another character called Sally in Coronation Street for seventeen years. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she's and, still there. Yeah, and. Um, Hattie is also the sister of Phoebe Dynavor, who played Daphne Bridgerton in Bridgerton. So she's oh. from a big um, star family, and this is sort of her yeah. TV debut. Um, oh, interesting. She plays, obviously, the new girl at school, having moved over from, from New Zealand to spend more time with her dad. And, yeah, she, she's only sort of coming slightly later into the season, but she seems to be doing a pretty good job as a conniving, scheming, we're not really sure what she's up to, but it's probably not very good kind of character. Um, mm. But I think the, the best actors in this are the bullies because they really are little shits. Like, they play it so <laughs> well, and it's so reminiscent of those those people you have to deal with when you're at school that just... Uh-huh. They, they do not care and yeah no it's I've, I've found it very very enjoyable um, you'll have to tell us when you finish the series if you were satisfied with how they all um, turned out yeah exactly <laughs> if they got what they deserved in the end okay cool Waterloo Road and that is showing oh tell us I will um, is it weekly sorry it's, it's airing it's on BBC One weekly at 8pm yeah. every Tuesday but all eight episodes are on BBC iPlayer now so okay. when this goes out okay. the first episode will be available uh, will have will have aired but all mm. episodes will be on iPlayer very good very good I was trying to think I was like I did hear that this was on but I was getting confused because I heard news of the traitors returning yeah. as well which you'll be talking about on Weekend Watch no doubt Stephen yeah um, will but the that's traitors, returning the first episode yeah. of the traitors will be on this evening as this goes out uh, Thursday mm. evening at nine on BBC One cool. fab cool okay thank you for that right over to you, Benji. You're going to talk to us about Cheers, uh, which, oh my God, Cheers to me is like the original sitcom. Like the, it's the thing, it's the probably, that and probably maybe Only Fools and Horses 
it's are the first comedies that I remember from my childhood, you know, so it's absolutely iconic. Yeah, I mean, there is a ubiquity in, in, in regarding Cheers, you know, I, growing up in New Zealand, Cheers was primetime television. Moving back over here to do university uh, before Frasier and Everybody Loves Raymond became the kind of television series du jour Channel 4 would play around 9, 9.30 when everyone's taking their kids to school. Um, yeah, it's huge. You mm-hmm. prefaced the podcast by saying that it could be considered the forerunner to the idea of spin-off shows. And naturally we're talking about yeah. how after Cheers finished that they went and did Frasier, which became an immediate success of itself and more recently got a reboot mm. for Paramount Plus. Um, I I absolutely love Cheers because I think Cheers is 100% feel-good television viewing. Even at its most mm. somber moments, it feels like, much like 80 sitcoms at the time, especially with James L. Brooks' involvement, it, it was almost a semblance of a morality play with each episode. Will Sam Malone do the right thing and not take two women out on a date at the same time? Mm. Um, will people be a bit more respectful towards Cliff, the, the postman played brilliantly by John Ratzenberger, who just seemed to have an answer for everything. He was the American equivalent <laughs> of the guy when you're trying to play the quiz machines at the pub, walking <laughs> up and going, oh, I know the answer to that, mate. Yeah, you want to do that answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the answer for that yeah. one. Um, but I think the most important thing for me regarding the importance of Cheers is that I could be wrong here. I mean, I'm 40 years of age and I've consumed a lot of television in my lifetime. But if I recall... It was one of the first times that it wasn't just a sitcom which had four or five key characters, say, like, mm. um, Till Death Do Us Part. Mm. So it wasn't like a small sitcom like Three's Company or Till Death Do Us Part, which just concentrate on some core characters. It seemed ever-expanding. You had the core cast of Sam Malone played by Ted Danson. Yeah. You had Shelley Long that played the accountant. Then you had... Kelsey Grammer as Frasier. You had George Went as Norm. You had John Ratzenberger as Cliff. You had Rhea Perlman as uh, the the name escapes me, but she was like one of the highlights, the quick-witted, mm-hmm. very snappy Italian-American waitress. Yeah. Shelley Long evidently left, and then you brought in the Kirstie late Kirstie Alley, yeah. who took over that position. Mm-hmm. But it felt like instead of it just being we're going to focus on these three characters and that's the main story arc. It kind of provided to viewers the idea of the A storyline, B storyline, which uh, Abed from Community and, you know, talking about recent sitcoms, perfectly pointed out because it was always your story regarding Sam Malone, Mm -hmm. that he's our main protagonist of the piece, Mm -hmm. but there's always time for like what Rio Perlman's character is doing Mm -hmm. or what Norm is involved in. And, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just brilliant. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it really, really was an ensemble piece mm-hmm. where everyone really brought their A-game to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made household names out of a number of people who we revere now, including Woody Harrison playing Absolutely. Woody, which was when the original coach who managed the bar died. And you couldn't have Frasier, and I don't think you could have also the kind of intertwining storylines that Friends and more recent sitcoms had without charting everything back to Cheers. So unfortunately, it used to be available on all four, but because Paramount Plus now have the Frasier rights, mm. fortunately you're going to have to 
bite the bullet and then get a Paramount Plus membership to watch it. Uh, but it is worth it, especially if you're a television historian. I think it's important to go back and look at one of these sitcoms that defines sitcoms going into the 1990s. Yeah, I mean, wasn't it remarkable that they filmed the whole thing? And I know sitcoms usually don't have an awful lot of settings, but literally they had the bar and the back office and that was it. The whole thing yeah, to place those two much rooms. It. Every yeah. now and again, you'd have maybe like an elevator and... I also like the fact that there was always rumours of what the restaurant was upstairs that the bar is underneath, mm -hmm. which caused tension between two owners of two different businesses. And yeah, it was it was a very well struck. There's a reason why it ran for so long and that the finale had like one of the biggest viewing figures in American television history because it was just beloved yeah. and it was simple. And at the end of every episode, you did kind of feel like you felt good after watching it rather than, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. big part of everyone's... I'm going to have to give Paramount Plus a whirl because yeah. the embarrassingly, you mentioned Friends, the only thing I oh know she is from is that Joey watches it when yeah. he's in London in yeah. the Friends episode um, and falls in love with oh. the theme tune and feels very homesick. And that's my. Oh, I think you'd like Cheers, Cheers, Stephen. Yeah, I think you would as it, well. I, I actually don't like that many American sitcoms from that era, but I actually love Cheers. There's just something about it, as you say, Benji. It's just kind of easy. It's kind of yeah, you feel good at the end of it. There's not, and it's not too repetitive. Some of those sitcoms are very repetitive, and I don't, I, I don't think it is. And I think it's because of the array of characters, as you say. And there's also those kind of returning yeah. characters, like. Fraser's wife, Lillian, and, you know, there, there's these people that come in and out of it as well that add to that cast as well, you know. So, um, yeah, it was it was really good. Carla is the name of the waitress. Who actually, Carla, that was the one. Who actually, when you were talking about it, it reminded me of The Bear. Like that sort of same setup of like, you know, kind of hard-nosed city mm. people running a food or drink business and lots of challenges. Yeah, getting involved but, in you know, hospitality, that Huntrum. I don't know. I, I like hospitality. Yeah, I yeah. loved Chef, uh, which was John yeah. Favreau's movie. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I've mm -hmm. got a subconscious mm -hmm. uh, appeal towards watching people in hospitality services as uh, my sitcom yeah. viewing, should I yeah. say. Um, but yeah, Paramount Plus, definitely worth watching. Make you feel better about your own job. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> not too bad doing this podcast. Come on now. <laughs> Stephen, it's interesting you brought up the Joey reference as well, because I'm pretty sure that the creators of Friends decided, oh, well, if it worked for Frasier, it would work for Joey. And did it work for Joey? Not at all. So not all spin-offs work. Not so much, no. Well, I might have to take it upon myself to watch it then, because I've, I've sort of made a crusade mm. out of slagging off Paramount Plus, and maybe I will eat my words, seeing as they do seem to have a lot more um, content on you know fellow travelers was great yeah. and there seems to be more going on to it so yeah yeah okay that's cool i think that's a really great recommendation for the start of 2024 a great back to the future and waterloo road who knew enjoyable <laughs> okay 
very positive start yeah, very of the year. Yeah, we're all feeling chipper after time off, etc. Okay, thank you for joining us this week. Do look out for Friday morning Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives, do drop us a line via our social media. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. Don't forget to share it with your friends, people. Be generous. We'll be back next week with more Screen Babble. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Cheers.